Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, it's Monday. I almost said, thank God it's Monday, but how nobody's ever said, thank God it's Monday. I know, although this week you could because we're a week from Christmas. So, oh, you know, yeah, it. I know this, this like year flew and it doesn't feel like a holiday. There's so much going and on. We got a skeleton crew today. We do, but, but we have, uh, the, perf- we have iceberg here. We've got our, Not our iceberg, favorite. it's Weinberg. <laughs> Judge Weinberg. Judge Richard Weinberg Judge. and, uh, Rita Cosby and myself, John Katsimatidis, and we're going to take you through the hour and this is the best hour you've had all day and, there's so many, so much news. We've got a lot coming up. Oh, we got Victoria Coates coming up, Vito Fasella, Hank Scheinkoff, Steve Moore, Dr. Siegel, and we end with Bill, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly at 5.45, and he's got some hot news. You know, John, I got to ask you, because we're going to be talking with Victoria a lot about these ships that are now saying they don't want to go to the Red Sea because there's so many attacks by these Hootsies, these, these Iranian proxy groups firing on these commercial vessels and U.S. ships. And now they're saying, basically, don't go there. Uh, now well, this, we're all, you know, what does this mean from the economic standpoint, John? Well, we're going to ask Steve more later on, but I'll tell you the truth. This is all uh, planned by some of the uh, OPEC nations. Uh, why? There's a world war going on in oil. America wants $55, $60 oil. Uh, Russia, OPEC nations, $100 oil. So oil was down to $69 last week on the way further south to, so we could have two and a half, three dollars $3 a gallon. For election year. Uh, for election year, of yep. course. You're, that was your you great know, point on Fox. Bidenomics works. <laughs> uh, and and uh, uh, the, uh, the OPEC nations are upset. So they got the hoodies. To shoot some missiles uh, into the Red Sea, make everybody nervous. And who's nervous? All the nations. It's about nobody wants to go through the Red Sea, through the Suez Canal. And what happened? This morning, oil went up to $2 a barrel. Can I file so a dissenting opinion on this? The pot, I don't care what you do. <laughs> uh, is that, why, is that well, iceberg again? <laughs> uh, they're stirring the pot. To get the price of oil up. Okay. Now, how do you account for the? Wait a second. How do you account for the Saudis who've been at war with the Houthis? How do you explain that if it's all about OPEC nations? It's all about money, kid. If oil goes up, it's good for all of them. Now, here's the other. Here's the big question because we've talked about this: how they haven't sanctioned the U.S. has not gone after the oil sanctions on Iran, which is of course funding. You know, Hootsies, Hezbollah, well, Hamas. I mean, but, but, but they need saying, a higher oil price. After all, Iran needs to payroll money to, to pay off all the terrorists. But this is they also... Need, they, they need payroll dollars. How sad is that? And then here... It's but true. I know. That's what I'm saying. That is a sad reality. But here's the other question, John. 
that this is also going to increase it for the Russians because everyone's saying today the Russians are going ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. If the Red Sea, if they can't do the shipping, it increases their value of the oil, right? So they have all this yes. money to f- file war against Russians, U- against Ukraine, Ukraine yes. and, and, and uh, uh, Hezbollah Iran and Hamas and Iran against Israel. Isn't that sad, you guys? You These got two, your guest on. We do, and we are fired up. Uh, now we go to Deputy National Security Advisor under President Trump, uh, Victoria Coates, who's also with the Heritage Foundation. Victoria, it is shocking to see what's happening. Uh, first of all, the price of oil, as we talked about. Guess who's benefiting, as you just heard from John? Uh, the Russians are, and Iran is. Uh, you can't make this up. No, it's good to be with you all. You know, as Americans look at 2024, you know, and what the decisions they're going to be making, some of the most important topics for them are, you know, gas, groceries, and rent. And a country like Yemen should not be on their radar screen unless it's somewhere that Chandler from Friends once visited. You know, this should not be a problem for them. But because of what's happening in Yemen, their gas prices are about to go up. And, you know, it was so wildly irresponsible for the Biden administration to take these Iranian-sponsored terrorists, the Houthi, off the foreign terrorist organization list in March of 21. I mean, they've been doing nothing but terrorism ever since, and it's going to make Americans' lives harder. Why did they do that? And, and what are we going to do? I can't believe that. I can't believe that. That was one of the first things Biden did. Yeah, but yes. I can't believe that that's stupid. Yeah, they why are that stupid. Right. Why would you, why in God's name would you do that, Victoria? Victoria. Victoria, let me well, ask you this question. Wait, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Okay. Yeah. Don't step on each other's lines, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Victoria, go okay. ahead. Let's have Victoria answer. Okay. On, on the Houthi, it's because we did it. We put them on the list and we went through a really exhaustive legal process to do that. It's not something the president can just do with a, a stroke of a pen. You have to actually meet a criterion. They didn't like the fact that we had done it. So they reversed it. It was one of the first concessions they gave to the Iranians. I heard you talking about that, Rita, a minute ago along with not enforcing the sanctions. They're trying to tempt them back to the negotiating table. And what did it do? It made the region unstable. It made Israel less safe. And it ultimately makes Americans less safe. Well, I said it. I had a, a discussion with Senator Lieberman last week. But with Iran, with all the excess money they have, an excess of $2 billion a week. With all the excess money, they are funding the Houthis. They are funding the Hamases. They are funding Hezbollah. the Hezbollah and anybody else that needs money. You know, you know, just apply. <laughs> How sad is that? Is it, I mean, at a time like this, that we actually said we're going to try to play favorites with Iran. And look, now this group is firing on U.S. troops. And the other thing, Victoria, where is President Biden? He has not said it. You know, it was a stunning statement I heard this week. And Chris Van Hollen, Democrat, uh, came out and he actually said on one of the Sunday shows, well, if they kill Americans, then we'll really respond. I'm thinking, what are they waiting for? Well, it's it's a matter of time. And we've had things like some of these pot shots that have been fired at our guys hitting like a flagpole. So by grace of God, we have not lost an American. So that's not really a strategy in my mind. And, you know, we had an architecture in place, because if you think back all the way back, dating ourselves to 2019 timeframe, when we had Iranian attacks on commercial shipping, uh, through the Arabian Gulf, we actually put together a regional na- uh, naval kind of patrol that was quite effective in countering that and documenting it. 
Uh, and they, the Biden people let it just atrophy until the UAE pulled out of it last year. You know, so they, they just didn't care. They didn't keep up the stuff that we had put into place to mitigate this danger. And now, as you said, they're firing ballistic missiles. That's not something that Houthi could do naturally. Uh, they're going after commercial ships. They're going after Norwegian ships. They're going after Liberian ships. They don't care. They just want to be disruptive. So, well, Victoria, so what are we waiting for? One of our ships to be hit, them to blow out a merchant marine ship? And then if Biden does nothing, then what have we done in sending a message to Iran? We're weak. We're not going to fight back. It's all yours. No, Judge, I mean, that's particularly the problem here, because if we do nothing, this is Obama's red line in Syria all over again. It's going to invite all sorts of bad behavior from different actors. Uh, and I don't understand what they're waiting for. I mean, they've got the aircraft carrier group for the Eisenhower more or less in place. There are extraordinary things that we are capable of with that kind of asset in the region in terms of, of we, we know where the Houthi are. I mean, we could hit them. We could hit their, you know, their various capabilities and stop this. But for whatever reason, Biden doesn't want to take a strong action here and doesn't want to be seen as actually going after the Iranians, despite what they're doing. So, unfortunately, are the Houthis considered Iranians? Aren't they in uh, Yemen? They're in Yemen, but they're supported by Iran. Yeah, well, right, their weaponry right. comes from Iran. Well, their money uh, comes from weaponry. Iran. And they're training and they're equipping. Bear in mind, they can't fire a ballistic missile. The Houthi aren't terribly smart. And they're not great shots. But if they've got the IRGC, if they've got the Iranian military with them, they, they can learn. And that's what's been happening. How dangerous is all of this sort of Biden appeasement policy or the weakness that I'm seeing, especially in the last like week or so, uh, Victoria, with Israel? I mean, there are there was a new poll out. We were just talking about it. It's like 50 percent of the people think, well, Hamas wasn't that bad. Uh, they actually said in this poll, I can't believe this, Victoria, 42 percent said uh, no problem to be gay in the Palestinian territories. If you're in Gaza, are you kidding me? I mean, they clearly have no understanding of this fanatic behavior of these individuals. There is such a lack of understanding. And our president you know, he says one thing at one moment and then another time he says, well, Israel, you know, I don't want you to just indiscriminately bomb people as if they're indiscriminately bombing people. I, I just you're seeing a very public break and private break with the president and the leadership of Israel. That's dangerous when you're in war. No, it really is. And it points to the political problem that this White House finds themselves in, because if you look at the cross tabs of that polling, Rita, it's it's the 18 to 24 year old that are trending that way, that support for the Palestinians falls off a cliff for both Democrats and Republicans after the age of 24. Why? Because this is what they're being taught in school. This is the anti-Semitic CRT, you know, critical race theory kinds of fueled, I use scare quotes around scholarship in this context, but this is the scholarship that's being force-fed to our children in school right now so that they think that the Palestinians are the oppressed uh, group, that they're the ones that would be inclusive and, you know, allow gays to live openly together. I mean, it, somebody should show them a picture of the gay people hanging off of cranes. Uh, that's how they're treated in these very rigid Islamist societies. So that is not something uh, that I think most of these kids would actually espouse. But the problem is, 
Biden needs that demographic. He needs those kids who came out and supported him in, you know, 2022 and 2020 over student loan forgiveness. Uh, He needs them to get elected. And if he goes too strongly in support of Israel, which I think pretty much everybody in the administration who's over 25 knows is the right thing to do, he might not get reelected. It's a problem. You know, who doesn't know is Kamala Harris, because she's apparently trying to push him to go softer <laughs> exactly. uh, on, you know, on the Palestinian and especially. I mean, you know what I can't um, understand? How uh, a lot of my gay friends are very smart people. I mean, don't they realize that uh, uh, that sect, uh, the Hoosiers and the uh, yeah, that whole group. They're, they're, the whole group. Yeah, they're horrible. They, 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 they hate gays and they throw them off the roof. Right. They, they would, sadly, I mean, they are just so despicable to the gay population and what they would have done uh, to a lot of these people. They have no clue. It just shows such a disconnect. Uh, Victoria Coates, thank you very, very much. Thank we you, really Victoria. appreciate you being here. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, John, we have Vito Fazella now. Crime. Crime in our city. Crime in the five boroughs, crime in Staten Island. Vito Fasella, the, the uh, Staten Island borough president, asked for some time on this show to, to tell us what the heck is going on. You had a press conference uh, yesterday? Yeah, good evening, guys. John and Rita and Judge. Uh, actually, it was last week. We uh, we went over, invited to the De- Detectives Endowment Association at a very touching ceremony to unveil the new wall of honor of um, detectives who died of the line of duty, um, COVID-related illness, and 9-11. So a lot of the families of detectives who were killed uh, were there and led by the DA president, our friend uh, Paul DiGiacomo. But what we did after with the lieutenant's uh, union as well as some of the family members was highlight the fact that assaults against police officers is at 3,200 this year. Uh, one, almost one every three hours. One every three hours, a police officer is assaulted. Wow. Is that in the and city or where is that, Vito? That's in New York City. Uh, and that is up more than 40% in two years. Uh, and up 20% from a year ago. And how many of these uh, 3,000 or whatever are in jail? Oh, I would bet to uh, very few. Nobody. Because <laughs> yeah, sadly. Because the way the legislature wrote the bill, if they don't have a serious injury, you can't hold them in. Thank you, the left wing of the Democratic Party. Sorry, if you assault a cop, throw the book at him. You know, I, I hate when you guys call left and right. Left is not so bad. It's the socialist two guys. It's who, the extreme. are controlling the they're state con- assembly yes. and the states. They're now. controlling... The, they're even controlling the common sense Democrats. Yeah, what a mess. But Vito, are any of them? I mean, are any of them behind bars or no? No. Well, sure. I'm sure some get so uh, elevated that they're going to get some. But as the judge knows better than anybody, the fruit of the poisonous tree, and that is the legislation that was passed a few years ago that allows people to do whatever the heck they want without accountability or consequences, found its way where what was thought used to be you, you never like fought back against the cop, right? Uh, you, you did what you had to do, and but now uh, the basically the mentality is I can do whatever I want against anybody I want, including police officers, and I will not see a day uh, behind bars or there will be no accountability. 
And and let that number sink in. Once every three hours, a cop is assaulted in the city. Wow. wow. It's just That's terrible. Above, above ground, the subways, you know, you stop the fare beaters. Uh, maybe a cop will stop, stop somebody, say, hey, you, you jumped the turnstile. You know, you need to get back or pay. Uh, can I see some ID? And before you know it, there's a brawl on the subway platform between one, two, three cops. And, and especially if you're a teenager. 16, 17-year-olds, they know they can get away with anything. Because everything's uh, going to family court. They'll be back on the street by 5 o'clock. Yeah, because two two things. Number one, they took it a source against cops. You can't hold them in. When I sat in arraignments, both in criminal court and Supreme Court, there was assault against a cop, and there was an injury to that cop. I always held them in. I always set bail, and I held them in. And number two, the other thing, in the Razy Age legislation, Vito, is these 16, 17-year-olds know they're not going to – they're not going to Supreme Court. They're going to family court where they get a slap on the wrist. Absolutely. You're right, Judge. And, in fact, that night um, after it was reported, a friend of mine approached me and said, I, I saw you did that uh, press conference for the police officers who were being assaulted. He said a family member, his nephew of his, arrested a 16-year-old girl with three cops. Three of the cops were injured. <laughs> a 16-year-old girl. Three of the cops were injured. They put her in the back of the police car, and she started kicking out the back window as they were going to bring her to the station. And and what we're, we're trying to highlight is, A, make people aware of this, but, B, something's got to give. You know, whether it's, uh, once again, revisiting legislation in Albany, if possible, uh, do you make it a no-plea agreement if, if a, a police officer is assaulted? Yeah, and, and we already know that many cops, police officers are afraid that if something escalates, that they can get in trouble, they'll lose their job, they get sued. That's why they're not making the arrests, and that's why arrests are down. Yeah, and that's why the balance here is so out of whack. The numbers speak for themselves. As we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, unfortunately, crime on Staten Island is up because a lot of these folks are just a recidivist out there. They don't uh, care. Stealing cars, they, don't they don't care. care. We're, losing, we're losing our city. And uh, the other thing that they don't care about is all these motorcycles and all these uh, uh, electric bikes and all these uh, sidewalks. I mean, it's you don't know if they're going left, going right, coming up the wrong way. Nobody knows. And you don't know who they are. They're hurting a lot of people. Someone in the city, somebody in the state has to say enough is enough. It's crazy. And you don't know who these people By are way, on the bikes, too. A large number of them are those, these illegal migrants. Yeah, that's, a, that's my point. A large point. number of them. Judge, that's my point. You have no idea. Remember, we had uh, Councilman Holden on the other day who's pushing to at least get them some sort of ID because you don't even know who yeah. they are. We got to take a break. And when we come back from the break, uh, we, we have who? Hank Shankoff. And let's see what he has to say. Thank you, Vito Fisella, Borough President of Staten Island. Thank you. Thank you. Such Thank an you important all. issue. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Appreciate yes. it. Thank you, Vito. Wow. I, that is, can you believe? I still am amazing. One in every three hours. Yep. Break. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, President Biden has hit an all-time low in the polls, uh, at least having some record there. <laughs> well, join us. Well, Jimmy Carter is no longer in the basement. Yeah, Jimmy Carter's looking really good, right, John? Yes. He's going, wow, look, I get to see this. Uh, and joining us now is Hank Sheinkoff. He is the president of Sheinkoff Communications, of course, one of the great political strategists out there. Uh, Hank, you know, can you believe this? It is amazing. Uh, there was a new poll that just came out, Hank, that Kamala Harris is beating Biden in some of the polls, uh, in terms of favorability. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, I'm sure, a hard swallowed, you know, a pill to swallow for the Biden team. Well, first, hello, everybody. Yep. I think that's very tough for them. I think the Kamala Harris thing is quite extraordinary. Um, you know, look, here's what's going on. We're going through a generational shift. He's uh, trying, doing his best, and I have to give him credit for this, to fend off the Third World War, which we haven't been as close to probably since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Two major crises, Ukraine and uh, and Israel. If the Israelis lose, uh, we'll lose control of the Mediterranean Basin, which will be uh, a, a terrible, strategic, serious, serious problem for the United States. Iran will be in charge of that portion of the world. Not good news for us. If we If the Ukrainians do not beat the Russians, Russia will be back in Europe. And you'll have the beginnings of, of the uh, of the very war that we sought to end when we uh, when we did the Berlin airlift in 1948. So yeah, 46, 47. But this is serious stuff. Um, so he's not getting any credit for that. The economy has improved. Yes. Inflation is still up somewhat, but not as bad as it was. Joe Biden can't catch a break. And um, it's pretty, pretty extraordinary to me. How much do you think his his lackluster, weak leadership, Hank, is, plays a role. I mean, Hello. if you look at some of the polls, they do yeah. say, yeah, can you hear us, Hank? Hank, call us back. Hank, can you hear us? Hank, call us back. Control board? Yeah, he's going to call back. Um, okay. he, he, but by the way, the 33%, did you see this on Biden's polls? John, you have you were wondering who the 33% are, right? I can't believe there's 33% that actually support him. Yeah, I want to yeah. ask you folks, tell me one thing that he's done right. As president of the United Very States. Very hard. It's hard. You really it's have hard. to work at it, He don't promised you? refunds to the students of $10,000 each. That's not right. Yeah, but he delivered <laughs> That's it. That's unconstitutional. Defying it's the unconstitutional. Right. It's unconstitutional. Right. Um, <laughs> give me another one. You know what the students are telling you? The heck well, with you. It's unconstitutional. I'm getting my 10000 Right. He said he's going to let everybody into the country, and he is. 
<laughs> he delivered on that promise. So that means you won't recognize America in another few years. All right, we got Hank back. And Hank, they, they they took a cane and pulled me off their show. I don't know why. It must have been bring around the collar. No, no, no. Never, it was the never, White House. Hank. The White House hit the disconnect button. I get what I was um, asking. No, but they were saying nice. Hank was saying nice things about the White House. Well, listen. The the issue is both that both parties are in very serious trouble. The Republican Party stays stays positioned effectively today by Trump's uh, behavior or lack thereof. And the Democrats are this very loose coalition that doesn't seem to be working at all. Um, in the Democrat parliament, Biden's problem is, is, a, is a, frankly, a, a, um, a real problem about supporting Israel among the Democratic Party electorate. He's got to get big numbers from African-Americans, uh, Jews and, and other groups, including Muslim Americans, who've been a big part of that coalition. Without them, he doesn't uh, do well. And that's part of what you see in the polls. They you- kind of left him behind. and they don't. I'm have the trying to realize what group. You know, look, I have nothing against uh, uh, Joe Biden. I mean, you know, he was a very nice guy when I knew him well. Uh, what group is actually uh, supporting him right now? Nobody. That's the point. There's no intensity of feeling about him. And if anything, it's just the opposite. And part of that is a generational shift. And you're right, John. People don't have that intensity about him. And that's why he's not doing as well as he should. Whereas Trump creates intensity. And if you know, he's got a lock on the Republican Party right now. He's got a lock on Iowa. He's got a lock on New Hampshire. Now, that can change as we get into January when we start seeing the caucuses and stuff. But right now, that, that Republican coalition is much more, uh, much more coordinated, much, more, much stronger, and much less likely to break apart. So what do you think, though, Hank, are the reasons he's doing so poorly? Is, and do you believe also that people are going to stay home? Like you just talked about, um, especially in some of these battleground states, I think about like Michigan and some of these others where they do have um, even a Muslim population. A lot of them are just saying, I, I, I don't like Biden. I'm staying home. There are other people who say, you know what? Um, they're concerned about our open borders. They're concerned about Ukraine. They're concerned about Israel. They're folks who at first maybe liked him, but now feel like he's maybe he hasn't been keeping this country safe no that's that's exactly right Rita you know when people feel that there is chaos or things are out of control they tend to reject the party in power now more often than not that tends to be Democrats being rejected and Republicans being elected the classic example certainly are Ronald Reagan uh, Nixon in 68 Um, you have these moments where where Americans just feel that things are out of control and they need to do something and there is a sense that things are out of control. That plus the generational issues makes it very hard for him. And he's going to have to deal with the Democratic Party that doesn't stand for much. That's Hank, being ripped apart on the inside. Hank, it's Richard Weinberg. Do you think Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee? I do today. Why? Because presidents don't leave office unless they, you know, it's not very frequent. Richard, Judge, look, it's real simple. The last president who voluntarily left office Johnson. was named Lyndon Johnson. Johnson. That was 1968. He said he wouldn't accept the nomination of his party um, for president of the United States. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Nobody gives up being the most powerful person in the world. Yep. No we, matter we're what. With all the chips in the world. Yeah, by the way, the I want... The office of the president controls all the chips in the world. thousand percent, which is why it's so important. You pick somebody that you believe in who's going to keep you safe. Um, Hank, before we let you go, I also want to ask you about some of New York stuff, too, um, because sure. the migrant issue, oh, my God, it is really exploding. And we just saw some new numbers that came out that shows us three times as many in the migrant shelters in New York City than we thought. Um, even Adams is saying it's going to be, you know, it's going to be busting at the seams. 
Um, and then obviously can, you got congestion pricing. How do you see all of this, uh, playing a role politically? Well, I, what I see is the suburbs becoming much more Republican. It's, uh, it started already. It began. I predicted it. I don't know. I probably talked about it on this show, actually, about three, four years ago. I said that the, uh, the Democrat candidate for district attorney in Nassau County wouldn't be elected. People said I was wrong. Well, of course it happened. Not that I'm so smart. Um, they need a new Democratic leader if they're going to survive in Nassau County at all. Uh, the problem now is, can they win that congressional race? They got an even shot for Swazi to win. They also have an even shot for the Republican to win. Migrants, the fear of crime, the fear of New York City receding, you know, kind of seeping into eastern Queens and, and western Nassau County is a real question that voters are going to deal with. And they're not happy about it. And they are frightened. Anybody who thinks otherwise needs to look at the numbers Republicans piled up in this year in local elections in Nassau County and in Suffolk County. How painful do you think these cuts are going to be? Because Adams just came out, also said uh, even tax increases are not off the table. I mean, that and then cutting services, people are going, it's crazy. You can't it's a cut the police. Well, you can't cut the fire department. You can't. I mean, well, it's. In, in 1975, we did cut the police and we did cut the fire department. We closed firehouses and we laid off cops. And it took New York City, let's see, 85 until Mike Bloomberg. It's about 2003 to come back. Wow. So Last question. In, in real terms. Last that's, question. That's really a problem. Yeah. When I was running for mayor in, I think, what was it, 2013, we had 240,000 city employees. Now we have 300,000. Who are, where are they? Provisionals, likely not civil service titles, probably. Uh, we haven't increased the police department by any numbers. I mean, we're down, down 2,000 we're detectives. Down, we're down. We had. down 2,000 detectives alone over what we had at the highest numbers. And retirement so, numbers are going up. People are leaving the job before well, the pensions vest. Well, well, They're fed up. They're losing, absolutely. They've had enough. Why should you take a job where you can't do the job and where people yell at you for doing the job? Yep. I mean, yeah. You just can't win. It is so sad. Well, Shankov, thank you so much, and we'll catch up again real soon. Happy Hanukkah. Thank also, you. John, all the best, everybody. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Hank, so much. Right, let's thank take you. that break, and who do we have when we come back? We have Steve Moore on some big and details on EV and... Bill O'Reilly coming up. Boy, he's powerful. <laughs> Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we're, we're back. back. We sure are. <laughs> we're back. We are back, and uh, we have with us Steve Moore now, the great economist, of course, uh, host of More Money on Saturdays here on WABC after Larry Kudlow. And uh, Steve, you know, there is so much to talk with you about. I want to get to one of the things first off in your column where you talked about this homelessness issue in blue cities, how we were just talking about how bad it is right now. in the country, the highest it's ever been, 12% in the whole country. That's really scary. Uh, the effects of it. Talk about it, Steve, because that is devastating. We see it in New York. We see it everywhere. Well, how about the causes of it? 
Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas to John and Merry Christmas to you, Rita, and all the rest in the in the company there. What about Judge Weinberg? Merry Christmas Weinberg. to me. I yeah, love what about Judge Weinberg? Iceberg. So great to be with you. So uh, you look, it's amazing. We looked at the statistics for 2022 and 23 on homelessness, and it shows that in many of the red states like uh, Florida and, uh, and Texas and and some of those Midwestern states, homelessness has actually declined. But guess what? You go to New York City, you go to uh, Chicago, you go to Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, all these blue cities run by progressive mayors have seen a massive increase in homelessness and, of course, illegal immigration because of the uh, sanctuary city status. And they've made many of these cities almost unlivable now. And so, look, I, I'm not in a, a look, I, I, as I said in my piece, you know, there, but, but, but through the grace of God, go me or you or any of us, you know, we could, we could fall on tough times and go homeless. But, you know, you have to have programs that get people, John, back on their feet. You know, it's not just enough to give somebody shelter, but you also have to, you know, make sure that the folks who are on drugs or in some kind of rehabilitation program that people are unemployed or getting training or something, you know, if you go to the, like the Salvation Army shelters or the Red Cross shelters, they're going to require that they provide excellent, you know, care and uh, shelter for people, but they also require you to do something in exchange for the, for the, um, you know, for the uh, uh, home, for the, for the roof over there. To help them break the cycle. And Steve, exactly. Part- you got to break the cycle. Well put. And they're not doing that. And, you know, part of this, because I think they want people to be dependent on government. I mean, what other explanation is there? There's also another problem, Steve. A large number of the homeless people is not just about having a, a room or an apartment. A lot of them are yeah. drug addicted. A lot of them yeah. are yep. mentally ill and a combination of mental illness and drug addiction. Yes. And so what do you do about those? For those people who are drug addicted, you want to help them, you know, in terms of getting uh, breaking their habit. And, you know, I don't have a great solution for the mentally ill. I know that, you know, we uh, we used to have better facilities for the mentally ill. I'm not an expert on that subject, but a lot of people are just kind of down on their luck. And, you know, they let's say they lost their job and that's fine, but you got to get back into the workforce. You can't just keep getting government benefits all the time. Yeah, and you have to help them also to get out of it. By the way, you also had, this is Blockbuster too, Steve, that uh, you say Biden's anti-America fossil fuels policy may have cost U.S. economy more than $100 billion. A, a year. That's, yeah. A year. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. A year. <laughs> a year. And that's because we should be producing, uh, ready for this, we should be producing about 2.5 million more barrels a day. I mean, John Katz and Matides knows a lot about this. We could be and should be and would be if Trump were still president. And so these are huge costs. And by the way, where do you think that $100 billion is gone, John? Oh, well, it, yeah, it, it, it ended up with Iran, the Hamas. Venezuela. Yep. Hamas. Hamas. Uh, yep. <laughs> you can't make it up at a time right now where we should be cutting off any sort of income to these individuals. I mean, it, and the fact that we haven't even done the sanctions on them. I mean, John always talks about, John, $2 billion a week. Here we are. Yep. I mean, and, and, and hurting our own. Uh, industry. Yep. It, it, it's like, it, you can't make it up. It's almost like, I feel like I'm living in and like you know, an alternate universe. That $2 billion is coming from the American people because they're paying the higher gas prices. Higher prices. Yep. 
Why are not? Yeah, why are more right, people? Got, uh, let me ask Steve and and John and Judge. Why are more people not screaming to the rooftops? Because well, the fact, uh, well, we are, but where is everybody else out there? Where are they out, out there picketing and saying, "Mr. President, what are you doing?" Uh, the, the, well, people are angry. I mean, look at the new newest um, polls that came out from Fox and ABC. They show the same thing. That you know, seventy percent of Americans think the country is worse off today than it was four years ago. They're on to this gambit. That, uh, you know, all of the spending and all of the debt and the higher prices for gas. Now, the gas price has come down, but it's still a buck to buck 25 gallon more than it was when Trump was president. And John's right. You know, John, if we were producing the oil that we have access to right now, we'd probably be paying well less than $3 a gallon today. I don't know what you're paying there in New York City right now. I paid three forty nine this weekend. So, you know, it's a, it's a hardship for lower income and middle income people. I, I, California is still probably six. Oh, a, yeah. Well, California. Yeah, Gavin Newsom doing a great hey, job. Newsom can run on great run job. on his record. <laughs> Steve, yeah. I want to ask you about another item you had in your column. You were talking about that the bias in the media is increasing, not going down. Could you explain yeah. that? Isn't that amazing? So a major study that was done by The Economist magazine where they looked at the language that were be, was being used in, in news stories, whether it was a left-wing bias, uh, you know, uh, vocabulary or uh, a more neutral or more conservative, uh, you know, for example, you know, example is like, uh, uh, is it, um, you know, on abortion, they say you're either uh, pro-choice or you're anti-abortion, you know, and uh, not they never use the term pro-life. Right. Have you noticed that, Rita? And it's never pro-life. It's, and so what they found was that the percentage of times the media is using the liberal bias language has completely accelerated. Now, for most of your listeners, they're probably not even surprised by this. Right. And then you read the story. Did you guys read the story? Uh, we had this last week about the New York, the former New York Times uh, editorial page editor who said Bennett. New York Times is going crazy yeah. left. Yeah. He said that, you know, and, and he's pretty liberal himself, but he said they're crazy now. They will not let any alternative opinion on their opinion pages. It's a crazy world. You know, growing up, we kept saying is growing up, we used to call it bizarro comics. And, that was bizarro uh, world. Yeah, that was bizarro, bizarro world. world. Yeah, it's crazy. it is. Well, Steve Moore, what else is happening? How come oh. that EV car maker is going to jail? Oh, is it, which one is this? Um, the is one this, that this was is, that was that was not really running the uh, the truck. It was just pushing it downhill. Yeah, in fact, and they, he, have, a, and they have a hearing today. Money from the shareholders. Court. They sentenced him to four years in prison. Oh, did the sentence four come years. out? Wow. Sent, yeah. What is this sort of par for the course with uh, the way EVs are going, Steve? Real quick. Well, yeah, it is. You know, you're seeing major uh, one of the major companies just announced big cutbacks. People keep saying what they don't want to have to buy EVs, but in many states, including New York, and I think New Jersey said they're not going to do this anymore, force people to buy electric vehicles. But, but you know, come on. By the way, all the all the materials are made in China, you know, so this is not good for American workers. By the way, how about the other big story that U.S. steel may be sold to the Japanese, John? Yeah, Japanese company. I can't believe it. Yeah. That how reminds sad. me of the Godfather movie. Remember the Godfather <laughs> yes. movie? We're bigger yeah. than U.S. Steel. Yes, remember that? Yeah, wow. Exactly. Japan, Japan Inc. has Japanese been resurrected. Now? Yeah. I mean, come on. When Trump was president, we brought the jobs back to the United States. Now the jobs are leaving the United States. Yeah, and we iconic companies like U.S. Steel. It's Thank like, you, wow. Steve Moore. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you for a few laughs. Okay, you too, Thank guys. You. And by the way, 
if you don't like the New York Times, you can always buy the New York Post. Okay. <laughs> Good to let's, know. Let's Steve, go thank to you. Happy Dr. Mark Siegel's holding. He is, Dr. Siegel. We had you on to talk about um, ketamine because this is this drug. What the everybody's heck is a ketamine? Yeah, well, it, it, it's a drug. <laughs> it's not a little animal that you walk. <laughs> speaking of the New York Post, Steve Moore, I actually had a full page on the New York Post page six today. What a joke. Page six oh, wasn't wait. page six. What it was, was it? me writing about ketamine. Oh, really? wow. Listen, I don't understand. You know, that's a, a horse tranquilizer. There should be a line out there looking for people who want to get tranquilized by horse. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's why. And also, we're talking about it because Matthew Perry, who was the star on Friends for so many died. years, died with ketamine. They believe it was ketamine. Judge. I'm a judge. As usual. I got judges. I got <laughs> Who is stupid enough to put a horse tranquilizer in their blood system? As usual, John C. has this right. It started as a horse tranquilizer in the late 50s, and then people noticed the, the horses were hallucinating. So that led to illicit use. Was that during the Kentucky Derby? Or after? It became a street drug. Simultaneous to that, anesthesiologists were using it for general anesthesia because they found that it doesn't lower blood pressure much, and it's pretty okay on breathing, but it's not supposed to be used at that dose when somebody is using it outside of an operating room. And the pro- the tragic problem with Matthew Perry was he was using it to treat his depression. And it does treat severe depression because it gives you a mind-body separation. And you could almost reset the, thir- you know, reset the, the internal mind-thought thought process. But not for mild use, not for unsupervised use. Here we go again. Not for mild anxiety. I mean, you know, that's the problem in this society. We, ch- we chase one pill with another. We got opioid problems. Then the next thing you know, we have a ketamine problem. And, and again, it's expanding. And you, you already guessed what I'm going to say next because of telemedicine and Internet prescribing. No real doctor in the room. That's really scary. And it's also like you brought up a lot of young people are like lured to this. I, I mean, it, it's a really scary thing. And and, you know, you look at obviously Matthew Perry's life in the last few years of his life. I saw a lot of interviews where he came out and said, young kids, don't go on the path I did. And how tragic what happened to him. And, you know, I actually wrote that at the very end of the article, Rita. You read my mind. I said, if Matthew Perry were alive, he would warn about exactly what just happened to him which he was in an unsupervised use with yet another drug that had gone out of control. And, and, you know, he was trying mightily to get off opioids, and he was very public about that, wrote about it in his memoir. All that's good, but there's too many alternatives that are themselves dangerous. And ketamine is dangerous. Ketamine can be very dangerous in the wrong hands and if used, used this way. And, you know, it's being studied for use in depression, but I am only endorsing it for use with severe depression. And FDA, that's what they're saying, only if under extremely observed circumstances. Yeah, really scary stuff. Well, Dr. Mark Siegel, thank you so much. We always love having you on the show. I'm still wondering whether if I go to dinner with John Casamitidis, whether he's going to be able to come to protect me or not. Because I heard last time I was on that he can't protect me anymore, not allowed to bring a gun there. So who's going to protect me? Well, under the new rules, you know, I haven't carried (laughs) permit for 45 years. You're not supposed to carry the people with licenses, carry licenses in New York City. You're not supposed to carry it. In a uh, in a restaurant, 
If, it's, you, if it serves liquor. You could bring your speaking, baseball back. Speaking of restaurants, I have to Calabino. tell you. <laughs> by the way, Rita, I have to tell you, the man was so kind to my son the other day. Happened to run into him in an uptown. Uh, I won't say where it is because I don't want to give away where John goes. But my son was there. He says, your friend John is there. John went over to him because my, my son is amazing, but he's shy. And he, he is so kind. This man is so kind. So he is a good time. kid, and I asked him to join us next time. Oh, how and beautiful. And he will. Believe me, he will. So. Sounds good. How Dr. Siegel, thank you. I look forward. I haven't seen you in a while. I look forward to getting together, and uh, we'll, we'll talk real soon. Thank you. Good and to see you guys. John thank will you. always protect you, by the way, for the record. Yeah, next take. Next take. I got my Rocky Colorado back. I know. That's what I said. Uh, if you don't have the gun, you got that. Okay. Uh, let's take a break, and we're going to come back with Bill O'Reilly, and Bill O'Reilly's on fire today. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back now. Our next guest is the mega best-selling author, about 20 million books in print. His latest one, of course, is Killing the Witches, another mega bestseller. You can hear him every night also on WABC Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly, 9 to 10 p.m. also on Sid Show and also at noon. Uh, he is on fire. And uh, Bill O'Reilly, I know you want to talk about this case with the cops uh, that were assaulted. We were talking about crime a lot this show, and this is so relevant. Uh, talk about your concerns on this. Yeah, I mean, look, if you don't have a system that protects police officers, then the whole justice apparatus falls apart. So it's a cliche that the only people standing between the regular folks who live in New York City and the barbarians are the cops. So everybody will remember a few weeks ago, there were two police officers on a subway platform in the Bronx. They told three young men, let's use that euphemism, to put out their marijuana cigarettes um, because they were in the subway. The three men attacked, physically attacked, the two police officers. It is on videotape. There's no sides to the story okay the officers had to go to the hospital the men two out of the three were apprehended i don't even know where the third guy is nobody knows okay no bail of course so today they had to show up in court which they did and their case was put off until january 24th shouldn't have been initial hearing should have been held today but the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, is so incompetent, he can't even bring a case like this where he's got videotape evidence and the two sworn affidavits from the police officers. What's the problem? Why do you have to delay for a month? For what? The t- uh, attackers allege they have access to lawyers free at the New York City expense. All right. Well, what, I don't understand the problem. Anyway, they're not going to come back to the end of January. Now, I have, because I'm a reporter, as you guys know. I mean, I know I'm a commentator. But the heart of my presentation is reporting. Put in a call to Patrick Lynch, the president of the Patrolman's Benevolent Association. Well, Mr. Lynch is ducking me. Well, Mr. Lynch it. has retired. Maybe that's why he's ducking you. 
No. Maybe I have the name wrong. Pat, no, Pat, Pat, Pat Hendry. Uh, I think it's Hendry. Pat Hendry. The new guy. McHenry is the okay. new PPA president. And that's my fault because I should have known my producer actually made the mistake. They're both Irish. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're both yeah. Irish. <laughs> exactly. The PDA is ducking me. Okay? They, they don't want to come on and talk about this case. There's something very strange about that. Very, very strange. That's it. So what, how do you read that? That is really unusual, I, I Bill. I agree. Say. I don't know what to say. I do know, and this has been widely reported, and it's true, that morale among the police officers in New York City is at an all-time low. It's never been worse. And now you don't have the union people sticking up for these people, demanding that people be held accountable quickly. Well, I know the Fireman's Union has been standing up, jumping up and down, because I think they want to take it down from five uh, oh, yeah, the five firemen to on, four. on a truck to four. Right. And, and, and the firemen's union is uh, over there supporting their, their, their people. It says, we can't take it down to four. We're going to have problems in, uh, putting out fires. But you know, Bill has yeah. an interesting point. You That's don't hear why. from the, the, uh, police chief, uh, well, union, the head of the union, the new Bill, guy that much. Bill, I want to bring to your attention Gascon. He's a LADA has just hired his chief of staff, an anti-cop. Wait, wait, wait. Person. she was a retired shoplifter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did she get a pension in healthcare with that? And, so, and she doesn't believe in prisons. She doesn't believe in prisons, and she called the police barbarians. I mean, and that's who's running the district attorney's office in L.A.? So I guess we're in good shape in New York because that hasn't happened yet. But, you know, it's a different mindset. In, in L.A. County, where Gaston is the uh, top law enforcement official, if you can believe it, um, they could have recalled him. They could have uh, booted him out of office. You remember there was yes. a recall petition, yeah. and the people of L.A. didn't uh, didn't want him booted out. So what do you expect? But in New York, it's different. We have a we have a tradition here of police unions standing up for their guys and gals. Do we not? Yes. Yeah, and, and you're right. This one has been a little silent. So, and you know, in yeah. the issue about defending cops, we were just talking about this earlier, Bill. We have to, I feel like if you cross the line to where you're attacking an officer, and you're right, it's on videotape, there's no gray, uh, there's no limits. You know, Judge, you were talking about that too early. There's no limits when somebody crosses that line. They should be, if there's an assault on a police officer, there's an injury, the judge should be able to hold that person in on bail okay, or remand them. That's all. But, you know, what, what has happened is the rise of disorder in New York City, I think, is at an all-time high. The rise of, of public disorder. And these thugs on the street, they know they can spit at the officer in the face, curse at the officer, and nothing will happen to them. Well, look what's going on I'm, on Broadway. Uh, I think it was in the, the front page of the New York Post. They were attacking some of the musicians. Yeah, some of them right when they get off uh, the, you know, off the, the show, yeah, off the a, theater, backstage. Mugging. Right. That's muggings and, and, you know, the rise of disorder is going to, encompass all that but my essential point to everybody listening in to wabc right now is this the police have rights too and their rights are being violated by the district attorney that is what is happening yeah what are you going to talk about on tonight's show bill o'reilly's on between nine o'clock ten o'clock on wabcradio.com 770 on your dial or BillOReilly.com. What are you going to talk about? 
We got the new polling out uh, in Iowa and New Hampshire. Very interesting. Nikki Haley doing pretty well in New Hampshire. So we're going to zero in on that as our lead story tonight. Well, well I'll be listening. And uh, what do we all stand for? Everybody. What do we stand Thank for? You, you too. Truth, Truth, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.